before we got started, you were talking about the mystery wine. Can you tell me that story? Uh, yes. So in February, I was uh, visiting Naples, Italy, uh, also known as Napoli by the locals. Um, while there, uh, I went into a wine store and had a nice conversation with uh, a nice young gentleman that did not speak one word of English. Uh, we uh, kind of said, oh, is this good? And he kind of pointed at a couple different wines. Yeah. And, uh, as I had picked out my wine, which I think you sampled one of the ones that yeah, I picked out, which is pretty good. Um, I saw that there were bottles of wine with uh-huh. no label on them. So uh-huh. I kind of said, what is this? He said, oh, like, he said, like, house wine, or I, I don't know how he uh-huh. said it, but it was, like, and then I said, well, I'll take a bottle, and, you know, I'm like, how much is it, though? And uh-huh. it's like, uh, 250 so I'm like, oh, 250 like, euro, <laughs> euros, you got to be out of your mind, you know, like, what are you trying to pull here? Yeah. He said, no, two euros and 50 cent pieces. And Do they call it like, a cents? Is it, did, yeah, is it euro cents? Sense, yeah. Really? They're cents. Okay. Um, so I bought one of those and packaged it and ended up bringing it back. I haven't tried it yet though. When are you going to do it? Are you going to wait? Are you going to wait like five years or are you going to like just drink no, it on a Tuesday gonna, or something? Or like, drink it. We, opened we it already yesterday. opened it last night. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. So is when that you what finished, this is? No, yeah. when you finished it, we're say. about ready to open oh, it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Man. Um, so it should be good. If it's really good, then maybe I'll try and buy it again. But you don't. In April. Oh, you got to go back? Yeah. For work? How often do you need to go over there? Um, so it was two weeks out of like every eight. Um, but I think I'm going to have June off. So I might go four, three or four times this year is my guess. Wow. Yeah. Man. It's a lot when it's two weeks. By the second week, you're ready to go home. Sure. They don't – so over in Italy too, they don't have uh, – Sorry. No, you're cool. So they have – Phenomenal food. Some of the best Italian food I've ever had, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just un- unreal. Every meal. Or there, it's not Italian food. It's yeah, food. Just, it's <laughs> just food, right? But in all fairness, they have zero variety. And do they so, say Italian? <laughs> no, they don't. i got some people in my life that say Italian. <laughs> Italian? It drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> do they really? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So they have zero... Um, it's not idly. It's, it is idly, isn't it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, anyways, they don't have a lot of variety. So you go in and you're like, "Oh, I want Chinese food tonight" or something like that. And you know, like you have to go, you know, a couple miles to go find a Chinese restaurant or something like that. It just doesn't <laughs> doesn't really exist. There isn't uh, a large. There's diversity. not like an Italian Peter Tang over there. Just there, there's not a. Italian Peter <laughs> Tang. I went looking for him, but I couldn't find him. <laughs> What do you be called? Uh, Pietro. Pietro Tang. Pietro. Pietro. Pietro Tang. Yeah. Tiange. <laughs> um, but yeah, the seafood there is unreal because it's, be. it's a port city over in Oh, man. Annapolis. Just right out of the Mediterranean And you sea. went to Rome and saw the Vatican. Yeah. I went to Rome and saw the Vatican. And uh, so walked cool. around, saw. Do you have tra- like English speaking tour guides and stuff like that, or yeah. yeah, but but I found that the tour guides are there are very pushy. Like you really got you got to watch out. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, you everywhere like, you go, they want you to like buy stuff. Yeah, or? yeah. they and, want you to sign they, up for tours, and they're expensive too. So like we bought tickets to the Vatican online for like a fast pass, and we cut through like two and a half hour line. 
and it was like 25 bucks to cut. Wow. And, you know, tour guys are offering like the same thing, but charging like a hundred dollars for yeah, it or sure. something like that. Well, right? cause they're there and you might not yeah. know about it. Yeah. So we did a lot of tours with, uh, Rick Steve's audio. Uh, it's, an app. it's a free audio app. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, guided it's tour. Guided app. tour. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, most of the starting spots are pretty easy to follow too. So, you know, we went through the Vatican. It was like, a like an hour and a half or two hour tour. So yes, you don't get to stop and see every single thing mm-hmm. in there, but you still get the highlights and, and a lot of the good stuff. And you can always wander off or replay yeah. it if you want. Right. Um, Did you get to see what St. Peter's? Basilica? Yeah. Yeah. So we went to the top too of St. Peter's Basilica, wow. which was a long hike up. It's 550 Close. stairs what? and half of them are like at an angle. So you're turned like this when you're walking up the stairs, which is just uh I guess the audience can't really see, but I am leaning my body, turning. <laughs> Although it's not as hard as the leaning Tower of Pisa. I could imagine that being worse. The yeah. Tower of Pisa is really nauseating. Oh, it's be. like this small of a step for people to go up and down, and it's leaning like too. And it's like the steps are like this yeah, everyone, big. Is everyone going up at once, and then everyone has to go down at no. once or something? Not when I was so there. So sometimes people are passing. Yes. And you, uh... It was really scary, actually. It's close. Close quarters. It sounds but that terrible. was the Pisa. So it, that one, St. Peter's isn't as bad, but it's it's yeah. over there. It's so just crazy. So at a certain point, it becomes up is one way and down is another way. So you, you're not crossing oh. past for that. But then there's some people that don't make it all the way up because it's pretty exhausting. So <laughs> no, there's, they're, they're yeah, there's a lot down. of those. I mean, there's a, there's a decent lot of people that you run into. So I, I thought it was Maybe that's why it's leaning down. in the first place. Yeah. Because all those people like are like didn't make it all the way up. If they would have made it all the way up, it would have yeah. even the ba- balanced out the tower. Yeah, could've, I think we solved been. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so what else did you see there? Uh, you saw Trevi Fountain was Trevi. unreal, especially yeah. at night. Really? Yeah. So, Wait, did you make a wish? I did. Okay. You can't um, tell you. Yeah, I didn't obviously. ask for the wish. I said, did you make a wish? Well, there, there's a story about about the coins and how many coins you're supposed to throw in. Right. Did you right. throw so, that? So if you throw in one coin, it means that you are looking to come back to Rome. And if you throw two coins, it means that you are looking for love. And three coins, you are looking for marriage. Oh. Yeah. So what'd you throw in? I know. Okay, that's what what'd you throw in? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. <laughs> Aaron's like, I did not throw in what three. What if you threw six coins? You tried to do all of them. I'm not sure if I threw in one coin three times or three at yeah, once. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, yes, yeah, that's so my boyfriend, by Tre- the way. Trevi Fonta was awesome. Um, if you like mathematics, uh, I saw the uh, Parthenon, right, which is uh, just unreal i mean it's like somebody landed a basketball midway into a rim and then put a bucket underneath it and it completely fit i mean everything is like (gasps) geometrically perfect like a a sphere like right into the circle into uh, i mean it's unreal everything is exactly equal uh like the the walls are a certain thickness and like they vary and it's amazing they built all this stuff without lasers or computers yeah. or anything. I mean, 2,000 years ago. I know. I mean, this this was built in, you know, 50 AD or something yeah. like that, right? I mean, it's wow. it's unreal to see, um, especially just the, the engineering of uh-huh. it. It's just like 
imagine what these guys would have been able to accomplish with the resources that we have today. I mean, yeah. it just sometimes I wonder if our if our technology makes us like less lazy. capable. It's like it because us lazy. it makes us lazy, but maybe a little bit more ignorant. I mean, there are, pe- there are people like survivalists and whatnot that are really worried that we're getting to a point where people don't actually understand how things work. Yeah. Like if you think about it, if you're a computer programmer, even if you're doing the most basic computer programming down to the level of addressing memory, you, you I'm sure, don't know how to build a computer from scratch. You know what I mean? That's and so point, the yeah. question is how many people out there know all – like the chain of knowledge that led up to where we are right now. We just assume we can get whatever we need to start at a given place. But if there was a, like a worldwide disaster, we would actually be much worse off. I think than the the average person would be way worse off than if there was a worldwide disaster a hundred years ago when people were subsistence farming or 200 years ago, you know? Well, if there was a disaster, however, if there was, but because we're allowed to bypass or skip some of the parts we are allowed to go further now yes so i think that's a a bonus that's a plus obviously i don't want to go back to that but But you know what i'm saying saying, but you're right if there's a disaster i'm a little yeah it's crazy you don't think about that no yeah the internet goes down one day which hey you never know right yeah sure like what what happens where's all the i mean we do have much (laughs) Uh, better records retention, I think, than mm-hmm. uh, in the past, right? We're not ro- writing down this information on scrolls. And yeah, like you used to be able to just go to another town and then you just tell them who you were. Yeah. I mean... It's a different time, right? <laughs> you wanted a new life, you really could just go somewhere. I mean, sure, they you know might be pictures out like wanted, so-and-so, but you never honestly... Find them. Yeah. Honestly, cut, cut your beard off and you're good to go. I don't know that guy. He kind of looks no. like you. I don't know him. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no DNA testing. Yeah. Well, you just make like three different moves in three different years and you use testimony from the last guy, from the last guy or whatever. And then next thing you know, you're 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 new person. Yep. Really are. You just can't do that nowadays. No. Identity's a very important thing nowadays. I mean, oh, keep, for sure. keeping your identity and... And privacy. You know, and and privacy. Everything follows you. I mean. That's why I burned off my fingertips. Yeah. Just have in, you done just any work? Uh, or is anyone at Walgreens talking about the blockchain? Do you know about the blockchain? No, it's the blockchain. Oh, man. I got to give you a book about the blockchain. It's a technology that makes Bitcoin possible. Oh. But oh. the blockchain technology is usable for a lot of different things, not just digital currency. But that it's fascinating for records privacy, hmm. immutable ledgers, public ledgers for all sorts of things. I mean, it, it property transfer. You could use it. Just imagine having a, an immutable, un, uh, tamper-proof public record document that was decentralized and not in, not controlled by any single entity or power. Yeah. I mean, that's useful. Very so useful. there are people that are thinking about how to use the blockchain where you, when you're born, get basically a digital black box for your identity. But then all this stuff throughout your life gets attached to it, digitally signed, and it's all cryptographically hashed, so it's secure. But here's my gold standard. This is what I want. I want my own personal digital identity, and I want to have all my health records, everything stored in a place. But I want to grant time-based or temporary rights to different people at different times. 
Here's a great example. How many times do you go to the doctor's office and they ask you to fill out this dumb form that's got your basic stuff? Why can't I go in there, they get my identity, and then they request access to basic records, and then I get the notice and I say, yes, I grant this doctor this basic record for this amount of time. Yep. And they have it. Like, why can't our government make something like that? It's like the most basic thing ever. But everyone just goes in there and fills the forms out like that's what you do. But it's stupid. Probably because you, it would get hacked if it was made by the government. Right. right? But that's so, where blockchain comes in because it's it's open source and decentralized. So there's been enough eyeballs on it where people have had to try to hack it. And most likely it's fairly secure. No, no. There's always a possibility of some new vulnerability showing up. But here's the other use that I think would be really handy. You know, you, you know if you subscribe to a magazine mm-hmm. and uh, you move, yeah. you ever moved? You know how much of a pain in the yes. it is to move? Yes. And all the things you have to try to remember to change your address on? Forward your mail for one year. Only. Why can't you just say, I grant such and such magazine publisher, you know, the right to my personal address? They don't keep the data. They just have access to my address for the specified amount of time that I give it. And I can revoke that whenever I want. And so I move. All I got to do is go into my little black box, change my personal address, and then everyone's already reading off of that. Why Why doesn't that exist? Because it could get hacked? Yeah. Because everyone wants their piece of the pie. They want to own their data, too. I think they that's what it, that. No, I think it's more of the yeah, everyone power. wants their own piece. Because, yeah. like, think about, like, Northwestern. They have even, like, the subdivisions in Northwestern where I go for my medical. Yeah. They all ask for my information all the time. I know. We're I'm like, don't you have too. it? I was like, don't you have it in the centralized location? That's where I'm coming to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you're one, you're one network. I imagine sometimes that the, they have the info. It's just easier for the receptionist to give you the form. Sometimes I think that's the case. That's oh, here, can you fill this out? Yeah. It's like, look at Or it like, up. oh, can I please get <laughs> well, your or, ID or and all this? changes, and... right? I think they, yeah, that's the thing. The... They're worried something's going to change. Yeah. No, that's but I'm asked like every three weeks. Useful. That's every three weeks, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, there's still no history of whatever in my family. (laughs) Except, you know. Maybe there is. I don't know. It changed in the last three weeks. But, but, you know, you deal with HIPAA stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're building a new uh, couple systems, right? I'm building a new pharmacy prescription fulfillment system. Yeah. uh, And then a new inventory system. Yeah, that's complicated. Well, and we have to... Like that's one of the things is because of the regulations, the access, the regulations. Like we have different kinds of uh, audit, audit tracking. trails for everything, right? Yeah. So you know anyone that's going to touch your prescription, we're going to know about, right? And so when the board of pharmacy comes in and says, you know, hey, who filled this prescription three years ago? We're going to say, oh, now I imagine was- these people look like the the agent from the Matrix. Uh, the no. board of prescription, no. <laughs> <laughs> the board of pharmacy, yes. Uh, <laughs> Actually, so the board pharmacy folks kind of do. They they kind of <laughs> do. Uh, very yeah. stoic. They look. The, they all look the same. Yeah. Dress the same. The then there's the the DEA ones that I always want to see the controlled substance logs and. You got DEA like folks that show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now DEA is under what's that under? That's not Department of Homeland Security, is it? No, is that this no. FDA? It's under FDA. I'm not sure. I think it's its own. Are. I thought it was its own entity. Yeah, well, it might be under Department of Justice, like with the marshals. Yeah, or something. it could be with the DOJ. Um, Jordan, it's amazing how many like law enforcement groups we have in this country, and, and they, they don't all, do all work di- together. No, I just 
That's fine if they do different things. It just bothers me they don't work together. Yeah. Like, why don't they have access to each other's records? Wouldn't it be <gasps> That's better? the same reason why my my public my uh, centralized uh, right. health records things work because they're own. like, we've got our intel. We don't want to share our no, intel. Why would I want to share? We're doing our cases. FBI is going to screw up my case. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so actually, I saw something. Who cares about getting that bad guy? <laughs> I saw something interesting when I was over in Italy. Right. So Italy uh, handles police work a lot differently. Uh, which is you don't say <laughs> well yeah right like, but where we have like um you know police within a certain city or um you know an area or something like mm-hmm. that so they have all of their officers that are more specialized in different uh um items right so they might be in charge of like financial crimes or traffic or mm-hmm. you know just any kind of uh you know, like detective worker or, or yeah. something like that. So each one of them is like a different division under the state or the city, but not uh, within like certain limits. Like they kind of float around all over the place. Oh, so if you're like a finance guy, you're just always you're, going everywhere. Right. You're all over the place. You're not like just in Gray's Lake or just in, yeah. uh, you know, a certain area. Um, you know, you're you're everywhere. So it, it was just interesting. Even if you're like investigating homicides, you're like a national cop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's it was just well, I mean, at least in you know Napoli, that that's mm-hmm. how it kind of came across. And I will say, you know, there were some police cars that were kind of dinky little little cars. Weird, and, weird, yeah. Weird. And, 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 then you, and then you see sirens. some, and then you see some Jaguar police cars, and oh, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the organized crime division, right? <laughs> like, 